Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Sewing Out Loud. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. And today we're talking um, love hate in our sewing world, right? There's two, there's a fine, fine line. There you go. If anybody knows um, what musical that's from, they can tell us and they'll get bonus points, okay? Um, so we're going to alternate here. This is like we have a little bit of a structure for this podcast. Yeah. That's kind of a crazy thing. Yes. Um, so let's start off. So let's start on, let's get the bad news out of the way first, okay? Oh, the talk about our hate one. Talk about our hated. I, hate's kind of a strong word. Something we. Really, really didn't like well, doing. I don't know. I, I mean, hate. I don't know if I've ever really hated anything in my life. Like, sure. I, you know, we weren't allowed to use that word when you were growing up. Mm. I, I said, you tell me why you don't like it or something sure. like that because I thought hate is so ugly of a word. You know, it's and, pretty. Yeah, and it's usually like an emotional thing, and it doesn't always make sense and things like that. It's, but anyway, it's not a nice thing. How either. about the project that just made you so miserable, like you were sleepless and and. You know, you questioned yourself and you wondered why you did it and just bleh. Yes. Is that equal hate? So yeah. <laughs> mom was mom was having trouble. In fact, she suggested something. She was like, yeah, can I talk about this? I was like, yeah, but you made that and it was wonderful and right. everyone enjoyed it. She's like, yeah, but I was afraid at the beginning. And so she was having trouble coming up with we a – We could talk about projects. That's a good – Yeah, podcast. that's a good the one project too. you were afraid of. Yes. Sure. But that was a good – but you, you said, I don't know if I can come up with anything I've hated. And I feel like you – have accumulated the skills over the years to kind of like rescue anything well i think the, there's a such an enjoyment in rescuing yeah and i've done some rescuing Satisfying. like even of other people's um debacles sure. you know what i mean people have brought to me well when, when people were very upset and, and you know i i rescued them and so the i think that the projects we're talking about though they're not failures like mine the two or the two that came to my mind aren't failures i just I did kind of hate doing them. Yeah. They were just so annoying. The the process. The process. The process was something you dreaded. So, of course, it seems like it takes longer. And then if you, you know, if you do um, sew a wrong seam that you have to take out or run out of bobbin thread, all of that seems to add to it. It's like when you leave late for an appointment. (laughs) Why is the traffic worse? It's not. Right. You're just in a hurry. Um, So, uh, I think that that's. That's kind of interesting, though, and and that that I don't think you 
like you just have that skill set. But we have been doing some sewing for other people lately that's been getting in the way of like our life. It just gets in the way of my life now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's something like we don't really enjoy doing a lot and I've been I've been really overwhelmed and busy lately and like sewing like something like the rest of the world. Yeah. But anyway, sewing something for someone else Sewing some something for someone else is really like low on the my list of right. priorities. Well, you know, the other the thing about sewing for someone else is you've made this commitment that you can't back out of. That's if right. If you if you're sewing something for yourself, like you're going to this wedding and uh-huh. you said, I want to make the purple dress, but I'm happy with the flower dress if that's what I have right. to wear. Yeah. So you know you you can compensate. For not sure. being able to, where it was something else that you promised someone, you know, you're letting them down and you're also ruining your reputation. That's you know, right. All that. So you you start off with your hate, okay? Okay. Okay. It was the last set of drapes I made. <laughs> so, Mom, you're talking about drapes. Are these just like for like one little window in a bedroom? No, 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 no. Oh. This was for one of our mansions here in town. Yes. This is uh, actually a. Well, that's what not I say, say their name. It's yeah, a very... I, I know. I a well. Um, what should I say? Um, okay, they're just one of the wealthiest families in America. Yes, and yes. they have many residences. Yes, uh, but but I worked with the decorator. Yes, who you know worked with them on a continual basis. I don't think I think it was always you know. Yeah, and this was the mother-in-law's bedroom. Oh, okay. That needed drapery. Okay. Now we're not talking eight-foot ceilings, guys. We're talking like 14-foot ceilings. Right. And we're talking about windows that go from the ceiling to within like a foot of the floor. Okay. Um, so it's a lot of fabric. Right. And this, you know, this family, this person that, that we were working for had no problem with always wanting the best. Right. So the fabric was always very, very expensive. Uh-huh. I mean... It was nothing to have fabric that was $100 a yard for a set of drapes, you right. know, which meant you could be working with, like, tens of thousands of dollars yeah. worth of fabric. <laughs> and that one didn't include the lining. Well, and of course, drapes drapes are already, you know, quote, a lot of fabric. Yes. You, right? It's no, more, it's, there's, you have to a ton heft of them and move them. Yes. And, yes, yes, yeah. And your studio needs to be pretty much, you know... Um, pristinely clean because you don't want to be sweeping up crap and you know all this fabric or or, or whatever. So, um, and you know a lot of people don't even have the space to make a drape. Sure, you not know. a drape of this size. Well, and this size yeah. was really ridiculous, right? So, um, and this wasn't the first set I made, but it also happened to be a rush job. Uh huh. And I consider it a rush job because it was like Friday to Friday. You need to make these 5,000 yards full of, you know, of dra- it was only two windows. Sure. Okay. But the other thing is the designer wasn't sure what he wanted. Then we had to wait for the fabric. You know, so, no, I don't have a week. No, no, I have like three days. And guess what else? I get to hang them. So oh. I have to make sure I have a 12-foot ladder <laughs> and someone to help me to get them over there and hang them because the decorator can't help me because he's working downstairs. Yeah. You know? And it was an event in their home. Right. You know? And the mother, uh, you know, the mother was coming to stay, yes. so to speak. So I made them. And I just, it was just so freaking tedious and 
exhausting and time consuming and oh are they going to be wrinkled after I you know you're then to get them there I've got an SUV but I'm still like folding, folding them. them on each other mm-hmm. you know I like accordion folded them on each other and put the but they're so heavy are they going to wrinkle and what are they going to look like when I get there and I'm going to have to steam these suckers after I get them up so my steamer doesn't reach 12 oh, like feet okay. in the air you know <laughs> So you're, you know, all of there were all these issues and the freaking timeline and the expensive material that I better not screw up. Made you nervous. Yeah, yeah I didn't right. think I was going to be able to like piece fabric if I screwed <laughs> up, right? And then, you know, the designer also says, I want something special at the top. Yeah, like a special <laughs> effect, you know, and I'm like, I would think, you know, three. The, the twelve foot ceiling or the fourteen uh, yeah, foot ceiling think, for the special I, yes, effects and these pleats, you know, that I have to put in and all of this, you know, these I, that's special enough, isn't it? <laughs> and this expensive fabric, you know, it was just glorious. But I don't I think we were going with silk and we wound up with like a poly that looked sort of like a dupioni. Yeah, you know, but um, yeah, I hated the whole thing, and I got them up and they did look wrinkled, uh-huh. you know, not bad. And I thought, I'm going to... Oh, and not only that, but they had to be puddled. So however high they were, Mm -hmm. they were puddling on the floor, too. Right. And I always find that... I'm not... I'm just not a draper. I always find that a little bit of a challenge because sometimes I don't think they look right. Yeah, except maybe puddling is better than having to get them perfectly even. The perfect length. No, I thought the (laughs) same thing. I thought the same thing. I thought, ooh, I lucked out on the puddling thing. Yeah, a little bit. I hope this fabric puddles well. Sure. Well, and that that would have been the other thing is if they didn't like them. I already thought that through. I thought, if they don't like the puddling, I am not unhanging these. I am taking the sewing sewing machine machine and just sewing them while they're on the window. That would have, you know, I'd already thought about that. Uh In fact, I packed the sewing machine. Right. I packed packed an iron I packed a steamer I I don't even rem- I remember I just kept packing all this stuff because you know and I had dreamt about these every night since of course. You know, I had to do them so anyway um I did finish and I finished before the mother mother-in-law got there you know and the homeowner did come see them and like them and in fact she asked me to stay to the event and drink champagne with her because she was so happy with me. I have to tell you, I didn't. I was so exhausted. Uh, <laughs> like, I no said, thanks. You know, how about, you know, next week? I'll be back for this. I was I was depleted. Yeah. I mean, I think I think that was the thing that bothered me the most is I was depleted and I I really almost couldn't do anything else for like four days. Right. I could just, I, and I barely ate, or I ate poorly. You know, I was like living on Coke, Coca-Cola. Not, not sure. Yet. Coke would have helped, <laughs> I, I imagine. That's what I hear. But anyway, um, it was my last set of drapes. I took an oath. <laughs> yeah. Sure, or a vow or whatever you want to call that. Uh, shortly after that, I would never do this to myself again. And I did. I sought out another person that would make drapes. Yes. And, and she came in as the drapery person, you know, in this team, which, whew, thank goodness. I mean, I, I just, you know, don't do what you don't like. Yeah, well, or or, 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 or that you, you know, really, really, really dislike. Right. Yeah, oh, and you know, unfortunately, I was sort of like under contract. 
Yeah, you know, I I mean, I had made a commitment. Yes, I'll do all these things because I was doing all these things in this house, you know, and this house is freaking, you know, what was it? Rambling mansion. They should have had their own like you know, drapery workshop just well, installed. Yeah, okay. Because they change well, here's one of things the, here's, so often. And here's another thing that was bad about this. If you forgot something, you had to walk like four or five blocks through the house <laughs> to get to your car. It wasn't right. like, oh, I'll run out the front door. No, you needed it like was a shopping like, cart. let me go down the beautiful winding staircase that's, you know, 40 feet in the air and twist around and, you know, you know find my car. Being it was wealthy like, just sounds so it really, exhausting. It does suck. <laughs> it just sucks. So, but no, it was really weird. Like I remember forgetting my sunglasses in their bedroom one time, you know, and, and I hadn't even done any work. We were just like walking through something, and I was like, I got to the car, and I was like, "How important are they?" I'm gonna have to go over there and then back through and down the hall, and you know, I hope the maid's still there so I can get in. And it was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I don't do drapes. Don't just so everybody knows. I I can I will do a simple curtain maybe, but I do not do drapes. Not drapes on fourteen foot ceilings. No. Okay. So my I have like two two hates. Two. I know. I get to do two. So, and one, I, I think these are, this is a funny juxtaposition. Okay. So, there was this guy who would, who came into the shop and I oh used to take. Oh, my gosh. I know this. Okay. No, you might not. Oh, I, I think, think I, I know what you're talking about. And I'm, oh, another I'm, one. I've really been inspired throughout your speaking. I've come up with like 50 things. Okay. Now, I, at first I was like, I don't know if I really hated anything. <laughs> and now I've come up with a bunch. So, uh, this guy came into the shop and asked, you know, did somebody do sewing? And I used to take it on when I was younger and didn't have, you know, a bunch of stuff to do and stuff. And I wasn't, like, running well, the store. Oh, it was your sort of play income. Yeah, it of, was, yeah. It was like, extra Like when you were money. in college and stuff. Yes. And or he high school. would have players sign the numbers on jerseys. Oh, yes. Oh, and then gosh. he'd buy the jersey. And then... He would give me the jersey and the number, and I have to sew them on. She, when she says players, she means like football players, celebrity um, players. Yes, yes, the real famous, you know, something he could sell on the internet because of the signature. Or like he, I think he had clients who were like, "Get oh, okay. me, get me this, get me this, or whatever." So at first, he brought in like three or four jerseys. Okay, these jerseys actually were pretty easy to do, okay? And I'll tell you all how I did them, just in case you ever have to do something like this. I'd lay the jersey flat on the table, and I could I would measure right. um, down however far he told me. He had told me what to do. The letters, you know, they're all very, it's very, they're very squared off. Right. Uh, not letters, numbers. Numbers. I don't even know what goes in the back of a they were, they were They were pre-die cut. Yeah, pre-die cut. They didn't fray. They were like twill right. with a backing or something. And he told me I need them to be like three inches down and centered so I could put the both on there. And then I took cellophane tape and I would just tape, tape, tape around the edge of the twill, right. you know, onto the jersey. And then they're so big. Football ver- jerseys are very large. Yeah, it's like sewing on a sheet. Yeah. Yeah. That I could then go over to the sewing machine and I would just use a kind of a long, wide zigzag and go to town on these twill numbers. So she's taking one needle over the edge of the number and yep. then the, a bite back into the number. That's right. So you could barely see it. And actually, they looked really nice after I was done. I used embroidery thread. It's kind of shiny white embroidery mm-hmm. thread. And I would just take the cellophane tape off as I went. Right. I didn't stitch through it because the stitch is so long and wide, it wouldn't have perforated nicely. And so they really didn't take very long. But then... He brought in this box that two of me 
could have fit in, okay? And actually, there were not two numbers per jersey. Like, one number was already on there, and I didn't I didn't know why. You know, but, like, if, if somebody was number 81, he maybe already had, like, the one on there, or the eight. And then I just had to put the other signed How number. On. I don't I remember don't, those. No idea why it happened that way. And then he comes in, he's like, and I'm moving to Texas. You know, and I was like, okay you know and and good so, luck yeah and he, <laughs> so he was like and if you can't get them done before i move you can ship them and it was just this big huge like mental burden to think about these like 40 jerseys that i had to do and it just became so monotonous but that was easy sewing that was not hard sewing okay then this guy <laughs> gets recommended to us by our uh a former employee he's like you can do this you you do this stuff i loved it when people would come in and tell me that i did things he'd be like i'm here because you do this i'm like well uh i don't know what you want me to do he said it's just patches that need to be sewn on these jackets okay well it was for a police department and the i'm not gonna say which police department (laughs) the jackets were super Heavy-duty jackets, like insulated. They These were winter police right. uniform jackets. Patches had to be sewn on the top of, like, the sleeve cap of the sleeve. Not an easy place to get to, even on a large jacket. Tons of layers, and the patches would not stick on with cellophane tape. They would not stick on with wonder tape or anything, and I couldn't, like, steam a seam them, you know, because I guess... I guess because of, like, waterproofing on the outside of the jacket. Well, a lot of times that's like nylon, nylon fabric that yes. just melts with any heat at all. Yeah, so, and, and, and no tape would stick to right. it, right? So I had to straight pin these patches to... So that the straight kids would stab you when you were sewing. Oh, my gosh, every time so I could get into them. But I, when I get stuck with a straight pin, it doesn't even, like, hurt. It just makes me boiling angry like I am just just so pissed off when I get stuck by a straight pin because I know how to not get stuck by straight pins I don't use pins very often and it's more like I am just extremely annoyed by the prick of a straight pin versus it because they don't of course they don't hurt a ton generally but I'm just like I just cuss. I just, I'm angry. Yeah, but you okay? can chew your hands up if you get stuck yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, right. And I'm just like, what the heck? And I, I would get poked on every one of them because the patches were like, you know, not much bigger than the back of my hands. So they right. were very small. It's not like I could, no matter which way I pointed the pin, and it was a circle. I'd sew in a circle. And I'd try to take the pin out as soon as I could. And then, oh, God, it just, it just ticked me off so badly and I know I think that there were 36 or like 47 of the jackets that I had to do and this guy just kept telling me like how easy it was gonna be okay I don't know why he didn't I, buy a machine yeah and do I them thought himself. why don't you do them you know he's like and, and then all of a sudden when I go to invoice him I can't just write him a handwritten ticket like I would do for my sewing you know I it would just be like okay you know with 47 jackets for oh and I I know I didn't charge enough I think I charged like four dollars a patch and right. it should have been like 12 yeah. for the time it took the prep and the turning inside out of the jacket and the store the storage of the jacket right keeping them around in yeah. our store you know um they, it was if they took up tables everything you know? about it was yes it was awful. involved okay then he told me I had to get like because of the nature of their organization I had to get like accredited by this other organization mm-hmm. our business did and then um and then we could be paid and I thought this is a freaking racket you know I was, so anyway 
that's that's part of what makes it annoying for the other like you said there are right. things that sewing for other people that make you mad versus when you sew for yourself and you didn't tell me about this beforehand like i could have started this process before i got myself stuck with the first straight pin of you know however many uh 100 you know straight pins that i got stuck with or whatever so anyway that is the job those are the jobs that i remember just being angry about and you know i know we've got listeners who don't don't mind this stuff like for whatever reason you know they're like oh yeah i'll you know i'll sew patches on a jacket or whatever okay. but yeah they make me so mad okay so what we have done here i mean what is common between i think the stories projects we yeah. do not like is first of all we've learned we 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 do learn a lesson and I think especially with your two stories or, or, you know, things that I've done for other people too, is the first thing to do is ask or interview the project. Yeah. How many? What are they? When do they have to be done? And how will I be paid? And, you know. Or I will require half of my payment up front. That's a good point. And the other thing that I started doing, because I sewed for a long time for people, is I made sure that I charged enough that if I got pissed off <laughs> yeah. during the project, right, that I go, well, I'm going to get $10 million for this. Yes, it's not that bad. I won't be mad. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I don't, won't get too bad about, I'm not going to get too bad about my time because I can buy my own island later. Yes, right. But, mm-hmm. um, it, it's very important, and I think, um, you know, this easy thing, I don't know how people come up with that. You know, a man brought in a lady's dress one time that I had to replace a zipper. Uh-huh. And I told him the zipper was $3. Yeah. You know, and it, it really, this was an easy fix. It was not difficult at all. You right. Know, except I did have to take the zipper out. You know, well, it wasn't worry. easy. It was easy for you because you for, had the skill. Right, right. I had the skill. I developed these skills over like 30 years. A long time, yeah. Right. You know, and I told him it would be $12 for me to put the zipper in. Uh-huh. And he says, that's not worth it. And I said, okay. and I would buy a new dress. Uh, yeah. And he stood there and started like, bitching at me and throwing insults and all this and I said well now you need to leave because why would I sew for someone like you anyway (laughs) I mean I really got I was very um insulted yeah you know first of all why didn't he put the zipper in if it was so I mean it was gonna cost him $18 I don't know how much maybe the dress cost him $4 I don't know I don't care yeah it doesn't matter but you know often we would have that too where someone might bring in say a jacket, uh-huh. and they didn't understand what it involved to take a zipper out of a jacket. And mm-hmm. put a z- oh, especially if it was something like vinyl or leather. Oh, yeah. You know, where you have to, like, basically you need to sew right back in the same hole that was made with the first, you know. Uh, so, And they would say, and you would say, well, you know, this will be $20, $30. I mean, I don't know. I'm just coming up sure. with an arbitrary number. For a zipper? You know, and I think, well, I don't know what they pay with the jacket. I don't know what it means to them. I don't care. Right. This is what it costs. No, I, I think know. that this is just really... And you really want to make sure that timeline, you got to ask about that. I learned a lot, yes. you know, um, for sure when I was, you know, doing things like that. And um, I think that, though, the when people don't listen, that's kind of the problem. But we, you know, I think we should maybe take a message break and... 
go to things he sewed for other people that we to make love. us happy. Yes. All right. Hey, everybody. It's Mallory here in your message break. And I just want to make an announcement or a disclaimer or whatever we're supposed to call it that we are going to start using affiliate links as uh, a way to get support for the podcast and for our website and everything like that. Uh, Mom, do you know what an affiliate link is? <laughs> okay, she's affiliating me with something and I have no idea what this is about. Yeah, I totally like used, you know, Thanks. Our, our tax ID number to, yeah. you know, da, da. so what an affiliate link is. I'm going to wind up like in jail and not know what I'm being charged with. Is yeah, that prob- right? Probably. Okay. Uh, no, because we're disclaiming it right now. Oh, so okay. <laughs> affiliate links. I'll just need a lawyer. I yes. won't go to jail. Yes, okay. Yes. And we'll make money from the affiliate links to pay for the lawyer. <laughs> So CD's going to need to keep her butt out of jail. No, we're doing it all right. Okay, so here's the deal. Affiliate links are links that we post uh, that maybe to Amazon or or to other products or on other platforms. And when you click through and you buy things on Amazon or, or you subscribe to something, you know, that we're an affiliate for, we get a kickback. Okay. Oh, we make money? Yeah, we make a little bit of money. And what's really cool about the Amazon thing is uh, you know, you make we make the kickback on on everything you buy. <laughs> so, uh So if they buy a refrigerator, I can make I can make money on it. That is correct. Hey everybody, buy a refrigerator. No, we're not. Okay, so th- that's something we're not supposed to do, right? Oh, we're not supposed to, I, that's, so now I am going to wind up in yes, jail. So the terms of service, though, I just want to let you all know is that we have to disclaim like, "Hey, we're an affiliate for this or this, you know, when we share this tracing paper from Amazon that has free shipping, this is an affiliate link. You need to know that I am not just innocently recommending this. Uh, and we will get a kickback on that. So you're going to see some of those in the group. It's never going to be uh, crap that we don't I was going to say, like. even though we could endorse crap... We won't. We're not going. We're actually going to maintain our ethics. <laughs> yes. Okay. And we're going to find you things at places that ship fast. Uh, we're going to recommend products that we really enjoy using. If you've ever ordered something from us, you may have noticed that Mallory's not the most organized uh, shipper and packer. So we are going to play to our strengths and really focus on creating the podcasts, the videos, the online classes, and allow other businesses that are really good at shipping things <laughs> to ship things to you. So just be aware that we will be using those affiliate links. Uh, there are lots of ways to let you know. I can just say this is an affiliate link or sometimes people use hashtags and I've been getting really creative and using and it's been a lot of fun already in the group. So uh, just heads up, we're going to be doing that. And if you click on an affiliate link, know that if you purchase something, you'll be supporting SoHere.com, and we so appreciate it. Good idea, Mal. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? 
And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. And we're back. Okay, what's your thing you loved? Well, um, I actually have two things now that I thought about. But I'll, I'll start with one, and you can tell me if I have time for the other one. Okay. So um, This is a nice, long, juicy episode. So for it, those of you who like long episodes, yeah. you're you're welcome. Well, <laughs> I mistakenly read some of our reviews. Yeah. You know, the other day, I can't remember how that happened. You know, 98% of our reviews are really very positive, and they feel good, right? It's right. Like, it's like reading your... Um, your, your yearbook. Your yearbook about how great you are, you know, to someone that you barely remember. Yeah. You know. But uh, there's these ones who are like, they need to stop doing this. They're terrible or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, my God, you took the time to write this. I must be worth something. I'm, anyway. <laughs> I'm not at this time emotionally stable enough to read <laughs> the bad reviews, the iTunes reviews. I... <laughs> They're I'm, really not that many I'm bad just, ones, but boy, they can cut. I just got back from therapy, dealing with some other stuff, <laughs> and I just can't put that on my plate right now. So, yeah, it's just some of them are funny. I know, like what they say, because you're like, okay, it's kind of hard. As and a, what do you do in your spare time besides <laughs> insult other people? Well, it's it's hard as a business owner like us. I mean, we really need to make people happy. That's our job. Well, right. Well, you know? well, I mean, I'm not I'm not doing this to upset people or no. to make them think I'm an <laughs> asshole. You but you know, I'm trying I'm trying to make people happy, you know, and then you, part of part of me is like I just I just should go ahead and create what I create and That's I right. shouldn't That's care. Right. But then That's another right. part of me is like, "Oh, I should I should listen, and then I'm like, but that person okay. is really are, mean aren't to me. You, aren't you amazed, though, by just this bantering that we have that we can make someone so unhappy that they'll I'm take so... the time to write that bad review? I'm really sorry if we made you really unhappy. <laughs> they turned it off before now, hopefully. Okay, what'd you love, Mom? <laughs> okay. What'd you love? Well, um, Lindsay had a um, fairly substantial role in Music Man at, at the uh, just at the high school. It w- What's her name? She was the mayor's Mayor wife. Mayor, Mc- but it's like her name yeah. was like McKechnie Shin. Like yeah, she has something, a high, yeah, yeah, it's really, really bizarre. And she had to say Balzac. Balzac, yes. yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, so actually you were in that play. I was. I yeah. was in that too. She, Mallory was, there was enough of an age difference that they needed a child to play Amaryllis, so Mallory was Amaryllis. Amaryllis. Actually, that dress I made for you was pretty cool too. You did cool costumes for I, that I, show. I did. I don't know. I must have been like on a good, you were on, good you were on fire. right there. Yeah. But anyway, um. I had this striped fabric, which you know I love, black and white striped. And yes. it was like what I call Halloween fabric. I think it came off of the Halloween display. Yes. And it was a satiny. I it's mean, like a poly satin. I'm sure it's not even satin. I don't even know what it is. Some sort of acetate that would play. Shiny right? poly. Yeah, I would not <laughs> smoke around it. <laughs> I'd probably go up in, in it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, as a torch. But anyway. Black and white stripe. Yes. And, you know, I needed, a, oh, it, it was for the, the chick, you know. Uh, pick a little, talk a little, a little. Pick a little, talk a little. Right. And so I also wanted her to look, you know, different in that scene. So everybody was in all these colors. And I made her black and white. Yes. In fact, it got used, it, that's 
this specific costume has gotten used again for uh, My Fair Lady in the uh, race scene and things. So, uh-huh. but anyway, actually, it's in a picture in our home that was actually hung in the mall bathroom. Remember? Yes, all I that? do. So anyway, this 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 costume has a big life. But what I did is, I just threw this fabric like on the table and got the dress form, and I just sort of started pinning and fooling around with it and going, well, you know, a mutton sleeve and what about some sort of flare at the bottom and black and stripe and and it came out that I just love it. Yeah, you did. I put the sleeves were on the bias. You did some cool stuff. I used the stripe as a pleating effect. So the stripe goes, you know, down sort of a panel in the front of the dress and then at the bottom I pleated those stripes in so that it looks black until you walk, and then you get this black and white. This was, like, the year, I think, that you bought that pattern that was based on Titanic's costumes. Maybe that... that, Wait, wait, wait. Maybe maybe I did buy that for that, because that might have been Jennifer's costume. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I gotta find a picture of that. I gotta find a picture Uh, of that pattern envelope, because, you know, I remember when Titanic came out, and Kate Winslet was so pretty, and Leonardo DiCaprio was so cute, and, you know, and I'm like, oh, look, those are Titanic costumes. Right. This is the right uh, time period. That might... I don't know if you used that pattern, but I just remember that being around at that time. Who who, who, who was um, the librarian in that? Was it... Jennifer? Jennifer, yeah. I think I might have used that pattern for, for her. her. Yeah. Yes, yes. But um, so this, I now you have to understand, I knew Lindsay's body very well. Right. Had sewn for her a lot and everything. And I, she put this on and it fit her to perfection. It was just like, it just all came together. Yes. You know, and like I said, I don't know how many times this dress has been worn now, but a lot. Because oh, yeah. it's a great costume, even though even though it's made it's, out of Halloween fabric. Okay, it's extant. It still exists, yes. right? It's, oh, no, it's, it's over there, yeah, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. And so, it could be worn next week so by the right person. So that year, uh-huh. Lindsay graduated from high school. And when you guys graduated, we took the other two sisters with you, and we got a group photograph yeah. at the same time. And the studio photograph, and, you know, what are you going to wear? And somebody made a comment like, we could all dress up in show choir costumes. And I go, oh, Mallory's got the costume from. Or Amaryllis. From uh-huh. Amaryllis, you know, from the Music Man. And Lindsay's got the black and white costume with the big hat. I had, I had like feathers all over this hat. It was amazing, you know. And, uh, and Hillary would fit in some of Lindsay's costumes. Yes. So, you know, Hillary wore one of the other costumes that Lindsay wore. And they. Actually, weren't you reading like Okay, a, we're sitting on a bench and I like remember in a little kiosk or something no, like a little like uh, it's outside. Yeah, it's outside. And, and at there the, is like a trellis. At the studio, yeah. There there is a trellis and then the um the photographer so Hillary's standing, Lindsay's sitting, I'm sitting, I think. Is no, what, Lindsay's, oh, Lindsay's behind standing. you and Hillary's sitting Wait, okay, with you, I think. Hillary's sitting with me. How could we not know? I well yeah. we'll go we'll go take a picture of that big photograph. Right. And um so we're all sitting there. And I remember her coming over and being like, oh, hold this like you're eating it. And it's a copy of Little Women. It wasn't it like a, I mean, it was It a, was a really old copy. Yeah, yeah. I it don't was know some sort was of like historic historical. copy. Yeah, something yeah and like this woman did reenactments. Yeah, that, she did that, reenactments uh, herself. I, yeah. I made her quite a dress. We have a yes, picture of did. that. Yes, did. Yeah. Uh, where she played um, Susan, Susan B. B. Anthony. Anthony. Right. Yeah. She had yeah. it. So um, that striped dress, though, you used a lot of bias. Yeah, I just, yeah, fabric. I, there's a lot of skills like I put into that dress 
it's a, it's a good like sample dress it, or example dress. Yes. So anyway, that photograph was taken, and of course, I bought like some moderate size ones or whatever. Uh huh. But they were asked to, I guess, decorate the mall. Oh, I think they bought. And the family area or whatever. I think they bought the space. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, I think they were advertising. So they took this photograph Uh and blew it up to, what, 16 by 24? Well, how big is that Oh, no, it's got to be bigger than that. Is that bigger than that? Like 24 by 30 or something? Yeah, 24 by 36 or something. It's huge. No, it's humongous. Yeah. Okay. And it was hanging in what is called the mall family bathroom. Yes. Okay. Which eventually, Lindsay became a security guard at the mall. (laughs) So she's in there in the striped dress and feathered hat. (laughs) And Hillary was a teacher in the school system here. And uh, Mallory's just still a person, like, going to school or whatever. But Not in the public. Lindsay would actually get people who approached her and said, Hey! Are you in the bathroom? (laughs) Or is that you on the bathroom wall? And I think... um, Hillary had a few students that said, Miss Myers, you're in the bathroom wall at the mall. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What happened is the mall redecorated or yes. whatever and took it down, and I got a call, uh huh, you know, from her. And she said, I have this picture. Right. Do you want it? And I said, I'll be there. Yeah. You know? And I, you know, Marsha just gladly just gave it to me. And I went and I got it, and I went directly to the framing place and said, frame this up good right you know i'll never have a photograph it's almost it's like next to life size or right. half life it's size really, it's really big right so anyway you know it is hanging in our living room and the girls are there in infamy whether they want to be or not i think it's really cool no it's pretty cool okay so my thing that i love doing and this is this is kind of funny because this includes some of your things and this isn't one thing that i sewed so when i was a senior in high school we uh, When I was in high school, we did two musicals a year, and the first one was audition for, like, the whole school, and the second one was only, like, the musical theater class. Like, only those kids could be in it, right? And so I... Um, I was a pretty good performer in high school, <laughs> if I do Mally say so never myself, what you know? We would call shy or, yes. <clears throat> anyway, I... I mean, you know, I was I was one of the outgoing. You didn't know it was performing. You just did it. I was outgoing, and I could sing really loud and memorize lines, and I was a good listener, right? So Mallory just had um, her daughter tested to go into this program, and the tester said something about, ooh, maybe we have a little performer here, huh? Anybody in the family <laughs> Anybody perform? Anybody in the family dramatic? And I was like, I you know, No, who would that be? Yeah. So, um... I I think, like, you know, I was always getting, like, featured dancer parts and all these, you know, things. And actually, in the fall that year, I was in the musical Lucky Stiff, and I got to play two parts that were, like, like my dreams. And one was a French showgirl, and the other one was, like, a very loud Italian woman. You know, a very loud, fashionable Italian woman. Yeah. And I got to play those two roles in the play. Like, it was double cast. Anyway, so that was, like, super-duper fun in the fall of my senior year, okay? And then in the spring, we were doing Will Rogers Follies, okay? And I was a senior, and seniors would get, you know, preference or seniority. It was their last year there. So, like, if if there was a senior of talent and a sophomore of equal talent, most of the time the senior would get, you know, the role. 
But I was doing an independent study to get my practical art credit, and I was costuming things, and I had to find things to costume, you know, and uh, working with a teacher. And so I was like, I want to costume Will Rogers Follies. And I went to my choir teacher, and I was like, is it okay if I just costume the show and I'm not in it, okay? And I think this really surprised him because on top of being, you know, like, talented for being in, like, a Midwestern, you know, high school program, I mean, probably pretty, you know, like, vain and arrogant in high school. (laughs) And he was like, well, you know you might get, like, a, you know, bigger part in this show if you were to try out. And I was like, yeah, but I think I want to do the costumes. So I always, I had a big sense of FOMO about, which means fear of missing out, about performing. And I... I did. I like to be out there, and I like to get, like, recognition for, like, singing nicely, you know? I really did, but this was, the costuming was getting, like, really interesting to me, and I, he was like, yeah, you, you know, you can do that. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with you opting out of the performance, you know, and you can costume it. So I costumed the show with a, with a ton of help from, like, my mom and using your old costumes. Cause right, you, right. We recycled, like... You had costumed Crazy for You. Yeah, especially the chorus line things. Yeah. So Crazy for You had been, like, ten years prior. No. Well, right? Well, it was Lindsay. Well, seven years or... Yeah, only seven. Whatever. Yeah, okay. only seven. And there were still but costumes. But those leotards lasted, didn't they? That's right. There were still costumes in the costume shop from that show. And we had some red, white, and blue stuff from something. I and if know, anybody knows... show choir. If anybody knows uh, Crazy for You and Will Rogers Follies, it's like they're the same show. It's like <laughs> it's like Follies come to well, the what, West. One is, right? One is sort of... Um, Primary colors and the other one's red, white, and blue. That's the difference. Well, right, right. And actually, uh, the show choir had done some. Yes, some of the songs. Some of the songs. They from had done the favorite son. Favorite son song. So. So we had costumes from show choir for the favorite son. Yes. Yeah, so I got to. It wasn't just sewing. It was a lot of coordinating and finding sizes and you know doing all that. Well, that's and what costuming. Sure. Is. Yes. Sure. So <laughs> that that part and I I did the um, I did the costumes and. I got to do the jewels, and I got to costume some of my friends. So they did these jewel. There's this jewel song where there's like a diamond and an emerald and a ruby, and these girls got to dress up, and I got to costume them to be the jewel, you know. And it just like these things ended up looking so nice on stage. And uh, the the favorite son. You dyed the gloves for me last minute because... Uh, that we had to actually get someone in St. Louis to ship us some yes. because there weren't enough in Columbia. Because the director said he didn't want those until the last minute. Right, until, so, you know... Because we had suggested it earlier when we had time to do it. And it's what they did, like, in the revival. It's what they did in the original. They had, you know, there's one red glove and one blue glove. Right. And then they do all this hand choreography. Right. So it looks very striking on stage. And I don't know how many kids were in the show, like 30. So like, yeah. everybody's doing this. It's a lot of gloves. Yeah, a lot of gloves and uh, really striking when it was done. And I'm not a big, like, some people like red, white, and blue. And we're not big. Yeah, I don't know why. We are not red, white, and blue people. I'm not like, I'm going to decorate and for I the 4th of July I see it something. on other people wearing it, too, and I That's like fine. it. And then I, like, put it on me, and I'm like, no. Uh, but this whole this whole uh, show, this whole scene in the show, The Favorite Son, was red, white, and blue, red, white, and blue, of course. Um, and it looked so cool. And I felt this sense of satisfaction that was like so big. And I thought, oh, like I can get this sense of satisfaction not performing in front of people too. Like from, you know, doing different types of work, you know. And that was kind of like an 
a thing that I realized. Do, in, do you in remember my brain. coming to me and saying that? Yeah, you said, Mom, yeah. No, now I know what you're doing. Yeah, and yeah. I also it's kind of the feeling when like I realized that I really you know liked my husband enough to marry him. <laughs> <laughs> Right, like you know, uh, just like the the FOMO going away. Right, <laughs> I was like, no, I'll, I'm not going to miss out on any other men. I can, I can have him. I can stick with him. He's awesome. You know, I can stick with him. I don't have to go up and sing in front of people. I can costume other people and like let them shine. And of course, the choreographer and right. the director and the set designer—they all, all of these. Well, things. and and you and, and that's you know. a lot of. And I, you know, I think a lot of times people don't appreciate. What is behind the performer? Yeah, right. You know, um, and I think I think that's what I wasn't right. doing when and, I was and younger. And that's too. why I think performers should have to do other things mm-hmm. in theater to go. Oh my god! You know, I remember stage manager. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Um, it was in um, uh, the Technicolor Dreamcoat. You know that um, I was supposed to make these skirts, three skirts for the cowboy scene, and. Um, all of a sudden, there was not enough fabric for a ruffle on one. And it was this striped silk that we couldn't get any more of. And one was a solid, one was a silk, and we, like, alternated them. And I had to piece this striped fabric, and I pieced it for, right. like, for like... Hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a half a day to get this ruffle, you know, to come out. And I remember the director coming up, and he goes, Well, we just wrapped the, you know... The uh, first rehearsal and the show is 45 minutes. And I'm like, oh, my God. The ruffle <laughs> was four and a half hours yeah, just right. a piece. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, it, it. and I think that's, I think everybody should appreciate this. And when you see the kids on the stage in the recitals or when you see right. um, somebody at a pa- piano recital, the song lasts two and a half minutes. The dance lasts, you know, two minutes, right. whatever. They have put hours into that and someone else has put hours into that with them and you know whether it was the choreographer or the costumer or whatever you know and you're seeing it in two minutes you know right and it's over it you know it, it, and yeah. I I think that I was I was like really surprised though that I you know when I, I'm talking about being like a I was in high school and I was like age 15 to 17 right pretty young you know like you don't always have like a ton of what do right. I want to say? Appreciation and grace at that age and stuff, you know? And so I was a big learning experience yes. on many levels Which for me. that man that asked me to the zip about, to zipper. do the zipper should have understood. <laughs> he just looked at the zipper and goes, oh, it's just a plain old zipper in there. He did not know the skill, the time I took to develop that skill, how I knew to put it in so that it would look right and he wouldn't oh, get yeah. a bad job. and You know, how much time would I have... For my twelve dollars, right? Was I, you know, think about what I was giving him for twelve dollars? Yeah, hours, well, he didn't. Hours and hours. Yeah. Of experience. Well, and that's why. I mean, I like how he wanted to tell me off because I didn't <laughs> want to do it for less. That was even better. And you know, this is why I think that extracurricular activities are so important. They are. Anything, whatever. You know, I can't. I can't do things with a ball. Okay, I can't. I can't. I can't play soccer. I can't play volleyball. I don't have any depth perception. This is, <laughs> it was never my strong suit. So I did, you know, the dance and the drama right. and da da da. And like that's the reason why. Well, you you, you know, were we athletic can, in other ways no, with your acro and things. But but we yeah. can't, you know, 
those those activities everybody can, has their own forte yeah they teach yes. though they teach all those skills to kids so if you think oh my gosh we're you know going to this dance class and what are they even learning and or, what have i always said about yeah. dance like you know going to ballet how many people are going to be a prima ballerina right not that many but what else have you learned there Right. You know, you've learned to appreciate the other people in the class. You've, you have to learn to appreciate what the teacher's telling you. You have to appreciate waiting. Well, you know, you have to appreciate tenacity that I couldn't do. I couldn't do this pirouette, and now I can. And you know, not everybody's going to go on to be a professional right. football player or no, soccer player. No, but I but think there, that those. But there are values in doing all those things. Yes. Yes. So anyway, that's my. That was a little bit more. Not just the sewing part was. Uh, you know, eye-opening to me, but uh, realizing that I could do other things and that, you know, other people were putting a ton of effort and it was really satisfying. Yes. So obviously I didn't get over my fear of missing out and performing and I felt like I needed to have my own two podcasts and, you know, <laughs> you know so I, I worked it in. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. You can email me at Mallory at SoHere.com. Uh, and I will uh, email you back as soon as possible. Uh, <laughs> and you can find us on Instagram. We are at ZD Sewing Studio. And you can join the self-sewn wardrobe group and all that stuff. So take it away, Mom. So long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit SewHere.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com.